This is the Toddcast Podcast. I'm a guy named Todd. And I'm a guy named Aaron. Join in our conversation as we discuss anything and everything. Pointless debates, music, Star Wars, nerd culture, and so much more. There are no scripts, no show notes, commuters, sit back and enjoy the ride. The Toddcast Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. I'm here with Eric for another edition of Spoiling Star Wars, Mandalorian Season 3. I mean, Book yes. of Boba Fett. <laughs> that's, yes, that is that is the joke, man. That, that is that, the joke. Yeah. I thought that, um, but you know, it was, it was pleasant to see him come through. I mean, they did tee it up pretty well. I didn't know oh, they yeah. were going to go gung-ho first, you know, first scene popping oh, yeah, through they, the meat cutters union. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it came out Mando, and they came out hard for sure. I'm, t- I'm literally, I'm trying to think back, and outside of the previously on sequence, is Boba Fett in this episode at all? No, no, Boba Fett is I, not I, in this episode. That, I didn't think that, so, which is so, weird. Like, like I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Do not get me wrong, but I also find it a little odd that there's an entire episode of the Book of Boba Fett, which is only like seven episodes long, that does not have Boba Fett in it. Well, um, <laughs> well, you know, this this is infuriated the uh, the man baby crowd on at least yeah. my Twitter and or on several Google articles that were suggested mm-hmm. to me. So uh, one person did remind in the Twitter feed that there was an entire episode of The Mandalorian that primarily focused on Boba Fett as well. So so I, I mean, I think it all works. I'm all. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm not okay complaining. With it. It, um, it, it strikes me as odd, but I, I'm not actually complaining or man babying about it. it it's it's noteworthy. Well, That's the man all. babies, the man babies were kind of like they were like it was just starting to get heated up. The story was starting to go and, and this and that. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, we're watching it real time. Like if this was Netflix released, we wouldn't care. We'd just be like, OK, next episode, you know. Right. So I. Right. So. So I finished Ted Lasso. So this is now spoiling Ted Lasso. You, <laughs> okay. You finished Ted Lasso, right? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. There's two seasons of it. I've yes. seen them all. Yeah. Well, there's an episode that is just entirely beard related in which he is his bar hopping oh, yeah. and doing all this oh, crazy yeah. stuff. That was just I mean, that's kind of what I felt like this episode was in a sense. I mean, yeah. but a little bit more meaningful. There's a reason this happened now as opposed to Mandalorian season three, right. chapter one. He, right. you know, you have to obviously say, hey, this is what's going on here. This is his motivation. It's going to come into play somewhere. And, you know, obviously that the saber or the what the black saber is that what it's the dark, called? The dark, saber. dark, yeah. dark saber is going to come into some type of play. And obviously he's not using it correctly and hurting himself. And that could <laughs> right. cause issues in whatever we deem as the final conflict of this series. So but overall. You know, I'm much like you. I enjoyed it. It was a little bit of a shocker, and it definitely fit in with the. I mean, it was the tone was Mandalorian, a hundred percent. Oh, oh yeah, but no, it was good. Uh, and and like I said, I'm I'm hopeful that it pays off. Like I'm a little I'm a little hesitant because it's like you know he goes through the whole thing, and we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll come back and talk more about yeah, the actual sure. episode. But at the end, he's like, yeah, you know, he's t- he's talking to Fennec, and she's like, yeah, I got a job for you, and he's like, well, I got to go see a person first. And it's like I, I really hope that the whole next episode is also not just straight up, Mando go visits Grogu, kind of a thing. Like I'd love to see that, but 
Um, no, see, I think this is where this is where maybe you and I are probably also feeling what the man babies are kind of feeling. We're kind of wanting the Boba Fett story to get going. There's right. a lot. There is a lot and a lot of tense build up to what's going to possibly happen. We've seen the huts a couple times. You know, we we know that the pikes are up in stewing. We've had a you know a, a crime lord syndicate table, you know, reading. Uh, so <laughs> right. it's just a matter of like what what you know what are we going to see now that's going to cause the conflict with the mayor and and all these other people and and I think that's where we're just kind of getting anxious. So yeah. an entire episode where we did nothing, right? You know, and it was like and if they oh, do a okay if they do a second one, then, like. I would love to join the man if, baby crowd, right? Well, <laughs> no, I, I, I would. I might, I might start creeping onto it. Like, yeah, like yeah. I'm not like, oh, fuck this show, I'm done. But I'm gonna be like, mm, I, I'm less than thrilled with those things. Like, if the next episode is ten minutes showing him going to get, like, if they do all the Grogu bits off scene, that's gonna get a whole different group of people upset. Oh. <laughs> Like, no, he won't. They won't do that either. But but you know, but like if like they spend like a decent chunk of next episode on Boba Fett and his stuff and Mando shows back up and he's like, well, yep, I took care of that business. Um, I'll tell you about it later. There you go. In, in, in season three, episode one of my own show, we'll do a flashback to what I just did. All right, let's go kick some Pike ass. I would be down yeah. for that. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, cause I'm cool because. Because I guess the the other, you know, alternatives are they spend a whole nother episode with him going through that plot line and it ends with him back on Tatooine, which I mean, whatever it is, it's fine. And I'll see, you know, I'll, I'll reserve judgment for when it happens. Like, that's one option. The other option is kind of like I said, they kind of do it behind the scenes and come back to it later. The other option is he goes off to go visit Grogu and he doesn't end up making another appearance in the book of Boba Fett, in which case that sort of pitches me to the like, okay, why in the hell you couldn't yeah, have just, what you happened? couldn't have just, you couldn't have just yeah. released like a, a Mandalorian post holiday special one-off episode <laughs> because like this story needed to be told. Like I get that, but sure. If it, if, if you tell this whole story and the only book of Boba Fett crossover is like five minutes in the end where Fennec's like, Hey, you want to run some work? And he's like, eh, sure. Maybe I got some things to do first. And that's it. Eh. <laughs> that's that's you know. I enjoyed the episode yeah, no, on its own merits. It's weird the placement in here, and we'll see how that goes before I start sounding yeah, and too, you know, too man baby. Sure. Because this was a glorious episode with all sorts of fantastical wonderfulness. Let's let's start with something that you brought up, and I was like, oh, is this what Todd was talking about? That weird planet that is like a ring. The Ring World, um, yeah. yeah. That came so, on, and I'm like, oh, this is full of previous Toddcast callbacks. Because, yeah, yeah. There, there was a Ring World. There was a, for us, not remembering who the Klaatuinians were. Yeah. And, and you know, going into, oh, yeah, they're dog-faced people and such and such and such. Those guys are making a hell of an appearance in this, this series. This, uh, this, this go Sure, around. sure. Well, I mean, it, it was difficult for me not to just see bulldogs. I mean, no, was, they, they, I that's like, very much what they're looking like. Yeah. Yeah. Which I didn't. I mean, that's fine. It was just like, OK, well, they're just man bulldogs. And I just didn't recall that being so prevalent. But when, when you looked it up online, when I was like, right. all right, who the heck are these guys? It was very apparent. That's what they look like. These they're just like oh, yeah. next level. Uh, some of the guys now that were in you know, the meat shop that like right. didn't have hoods or hair. And, and, and I was like, yeah, that is just a straight up walking bulldog. 
oh, which yeah. I would not want to mess with. No. Um, uh, but then again, you don't want to mess with somebody with, um, you know, a dark saber or, or what have you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was it was it was an interesting scene. He Mando and it could this could be an episode just to show how ruthless Bounty Hunter could be and give you not sympathy, but Bo, show Bo, Boba Fett has been very reserved. Oh, yeah. Because Mando has straight up, he just murdered this, and he didn't have to. He pretty much took out the team, and he could have probably took him in, you know, warm, as he likes to put it. But he was oh, just yeah. like, nah, we're going to go cold. We're going to cut you in half <laughs> along with your table, and then I'm going to take your head and put it in a bag as if oh, you're, yeah. you know, you're Medusa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it was a way to start the episode for sure. And and um, I, I noticed a little bit of the cinematography. So I'm not sure if that world was on the same, you know, the place with uh, – what are they, the Klaatuinians? Is that is that right? Right, Klaatuinians, yeah. I mean, yeah. I assume. Like, dude has no ship at present. So, you figure later on in the episode, he's got to fly commercial yeah. to get to Tatooine. They're making him check his weapons. I don't think they're going to let you check a bloody severed head. So, yeah, I, I, I got to assume that Klaatuinian yeah. job yeah, was you're on right. the ring world. Okay. <laughs> well, that makes sense then. But I just noticed that I was like, wow. So you, you watch from the moment he gets in an elevator all the way to the point where he talks to the the, um, you know, the the people at the table and then gets back in the elevator and goes downstairs. That's all one shot. Like they didn't cut at all. I was yeah. like, oh, my goodness. These acting chops of these guys and the CG and all this stuff being put together. Now, I have no idea how that all is done. You know, like obviously I'm very low in, in the cinematography world. Like, I've you know, right. Short films and YouTube videos. <laughs> but I was. I was impressed. That was good work. That was a lot of, a lot of dialogue, lots of, you know, precise movement, um, which it seems like every episode I have a little newfound respect or like for little things, whether it be the music, whether it be even the CG. I look at it. And I'm like, just everything looks so real, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No. So kudos to everybody that's not, you know, that's behind the scenes that no one ever talks about because that stuff is just fascinating, oh, yeah. you know? No, it's, but what, it's do you, do you know anything, this, this ring world, anything, has this been in any of this the is, folklore? This is, this is the first I've seen or heard of a ring world in the Star Wars universe. And again, I'm not saying that there weren't any, because I haven't absorbed everything Star Wars. <laughs> but this is, this is the first I've seen of one. And like I said, I was pretty excited. Like, oh, cool. This is, this is So how this does this awesome. work? How does a ring world work? Precisely, because I remember we were trying to talk about one where, like, in Halo or something, it was always yeah. light out. But yeah, well, so what you do, what you do is you build a giant ring around the star at okay. the same distance that the surface of the Earth would be. Okay. Well, if that's what it is, the, the, the inside of the ring that faces the sun is, like, the reason we have day and night here on Earth is because the sure, Earth yeah. spins. You know what I yeah. mean? Well, you're not going to have this disc spinning. Like the outside of the outside of the ring is always going to be dark. The inside of the ring is always going to be light. So that's what that is. And what they do is they just suspend giant rectangle things in the sky, I guess, in the space between okay. the sun and the ring. And that provides that it, it's it's not so much like night. It's more like a rectangular eclipse. That happens every so often. And well, that's what I was wondering everything. because, and that's kind of that, what it—that's kind of what it looked like. Okay, that's what I was wondering because I was like, it's not all light. It seemed like there were like it was like almost moving, almost like a you know a spotlight kind of going. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. well, what? Okay, 
that, that's it's, fair. It's the opposite of a spotlight. It's instead of moving the light around, they're mo- the shadows are trailing along under these okay. these shade deals. Yeah. And that's necessary just so that well, it's so you have a day and like night cycle. Well, yeah. you know. Fair. All right. Well, that that was interesting, uh, and I didn't know if that was something that was brought up before, but it was a very interesting take. And um, I don't know from a creature standpoint, there weren't there were some new creatures that we saw at the table, but nothing worth noting. We've seen Ishi Tib before, the the person who hired Mando, but not. I don't. I think this mate might have been the first speaking role. I remember seeing one in. <laughs> okay, but. so speak of that again. Ishi Tib. Ishi Tib. Yeah. All right. That the, that's the creature type. That's yeah. That's that's okay. That's the, that's the the species of with the the weird you know eyes, the sort of fishy looking people, kind of almost. Okay. Weird eyes. I don't know. Yeah. No. No. I didn't. I was gonna say this character we've seen before, and I'm like, I don't. I, no, that particular character, I don't believe so. But like that, I, I recognize that that species, and just I literally just looked it up to make sure I wasn't getting my wires crossed. Yeah, it's Ishi Tib. Yeah, sounds sounds fair. So then he basically finds that um, for some reason these people knew where the Mandalorians were <laughs> through some some encoding, like some blacklight magic. Right, right. <laughs> fine, fine. It's all good. I'm not asking questions on how they knew or what he needed that guy's head for to yeah. find to get that information. But right. ultimately, Mando's just like, yeah, you don't even, you know, I don't even need your money. So he, you know, which <laughs> which is great. Mando is just living. Living life. He's doing a whole bunch <laughs> of pro bono work right now. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, but he finds he finds his tribe, which there's two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine because the big armored guy was the one that everybody kind of remembered in the first place. Yeah. So so that kind of answers the questions I had in the last one. Are they still alive? Yep. Disarmed? No, they're dead. They're all gone. Yeah. Uh, all but two. <laughs> yeah. And then they tell this, you know, somewhat of a backstory about yeah. how um, Mandalorians were destroyed. And that was some cool imagery, like seeing yeah. all the like the they the probe droids or the ones from oh, yeah. Empire Strikes Back oh, yeah. that are just kind of floating and, around. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of yeah. it's kind of cool. They they sometimes, sh- you know, go back in some of the movies. They show, show some of these horrible battle scenes and through the movies themselves, we see lots of battles, but they're not like so bad of carnage where like when they do these flashbacks, they look awful. You know, I'm thinking yeah. back when like yeah. the uh, the temple was like destroyed and, and this one right here and just lots of flashbacks. They're always very, oh, yeah. you know, very warlike from a very graphic perspective. Yeah. So, yeah, no, but I, I mean, overall the motivation or, you know, they gave a little bit more backstory on Mandalorians. Yeah. And then what, what did you think of the big, uh, the big fight over the saber? So that was a little bit, I was like, come on. So they showed him sparring with the armor, Right. And they're on the yeah. underside of this ring world, uh-huh. and they're on this, and they're on this freaking narrow ass passageway. And as we all know, they don't believe mm-hmm. in handrails in Star Wars, right? No. And but, and he like at one point he gets knocked off. But you know what, dude has a jetpack, and it's all good, right? Yep. So okay, cool. So cut forward to I'm gonna fight you for the dark saber. Okay, first thing they do, take off mm-hmm. their jetpacks. Second yep. thing they do, go out on this narrow ass thing. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How does well, that even begin to make sense? Well, I'm thinking of the armor over there. She's like, well, you know, we there, there were three of us. Now it's just going to be me. <laughs> you like well, that, well, and I mean, like, okay, if 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 it was just a normal fight, right? And they're like, oh, jetpacks aren't honorable or, or some nonsense like that. And you toss your opponent off the side, you win. Okay, fine. But 
if you're fighting the dude for the Darksaber and this specific mm-hmm. item is super important to whatever, 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 if Din's got it in his hand and he's fighting you and big bulky dude shoulder checks you over the side, guess what? Yes, yep. you've just you've just taken Din out. You've also just lost the Darksaber forever. What yeah. the hell is wrong with you people? Like, oh, I mean, it, yep. it all worked out in, you know, Star Wars fashion. But it that was that was the thing that was riding through my head that whole fight. I'm like, you guys are crazy. You guys, what what are you doing? Why why? <laughs> Couldn't you yeah. pick an arena somewhere? Couldn't you have left your jetpacks on? Couldn't you have you know put like one of those Wiimote straps around the dark saber around uh-huh. your wrist? <laughs> you know something like that's it. That's it. You needed a protection in case it fell. That's uh that's exactly what people need for the dark saber. Oh, man. Yeah. that um, You know, I had the same thought, but that's because, you know, obviously in a unrealistic world where we're completely OK with all this other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, this just does. You you guys are silly. How dare yeah. you? Um, yeah. But you like you said, it all turned out. It's all all good. So what's up? What's up with the Darksaber uh, getting heavier? How's this that is working? the first this. I, I have no idea. I, I, I mean, I've, I, I also was not Force. aware that the the Darksaber was forged at a Beskar. Like that's new information. Maybe that yeah. has something to do with it. Who knows, man? It's it's one of those things to where it's a laser sword for a space wizard. Oh, I know. And in yeah. this case, and in this case, it was a space wizard who was from you know who was an actual Mandalorian in their own armor, weapons, religion situation. Like who I I don't I can't account for. It gets heavier. Don't fight against it. Like I we'll find out. Yeah, no. I I, well, I'm. Uh, well, I mean, I looked at it. I'm like, all right. Well, there's something to do with the force. So obviously, if the force can lift and and you know, uh, throw things, essentially, it can make yeah. things heavier as well. So there's some aspect there, I guess, that the force, if you're not in tune with it, it will not. You know, I'm guessing it could be light as a feather, or almost can swing on its own. You know, yeah. <laughs> Who the hell yeah. knows? But yeah. that was interesting, and and that makes sense of why he cut himself and and all the issues that he was having with it, because you would think, all right, this guy's going to be a badass with it. And not no. necessarily <laughs> not some well, I'm kind of I'm kind of happy with that because lightsabers should be hard yeah. to do stuff with. Like again, going back to the, the role playing game roots of things, and I realize that a lot of times they put rules like this in the books just to kind of maintain some sense of like balance so sure. your characters don't get too whatever. But like in the old role playing game, like if you had a, a lightsaber, like you had to, you know, make a roll to hit. And if you, you know, rolled higher than your opponent, you hit him. But it had a rule that said if you rolled particularly low, you, you're going to cut yourself. Like, because it is a, it's a, it's a, it's sword shaped, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not a sword. Like, you have a sword hilt. Everything else is energy. Like, if you're used to using a sword, there's weight and balance to using that sword that this thing doesn't have. Mm. This would be, it's, it'd be like fighting with a microphone. Except there's a shaft of energy coming out that you know what I mean? Like it, it's going to work differently. And yeah. if you screw up, like if you're dicking around with let's say a katana, right? And you you overswing or whatever, if you're lucky you slap yourself with the flat side of the blade. If you're not so lucky, you, you might nick yourself, right? It's yeah. a fucking lightsaber. This thing cuts through, you know, concrete and steel. Like you're he's lucky he only grazed his leg. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like sure. But it was but it was kind of good to see that in there because it kind of takes away from the, you know, the impression of, oh, anybody can pick up a lightsaber and congratulations, you're a sword master. No, these things are not easy, as is shown by this guy who is actually trained in weapons 
and still manages to dick himself up. Which you think, yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Well, I think that's, uh, I think that was, you know, good information. So this was such a glaring different episodes from Boba Fett that I was like, our, um, you know, normally the theming and everything on Boba Fett has, you know, been, you know, it's been tackling somewhat Native American culture and, and crime, the crime syndicate and so forth. Right. And this one, it would, and this might offend people, but this was very much like the, the, the religious aspect of, um, or like the cult-like, I guess, tendencies of the Mandalorians. Yeah. They were, they were talking hardcore stuff and I'm like, Oh my, this is, um, this is kind of dangerous even, you know, almost above and beyond you, like they got banished and, right. you know, cause I get most of my information from, um, the housewives, uh, of whatever. <laughs> so Lauren has necessarily been watching the housewives of uh, Salt Lake city. And it reminded me that I guess like in the Mormon faith, like you get kicked out for certain things, like right. they'll just like boot you. And one of them was like booted and, and they were talking about their experiences. And I was like, Oh dude, he lost his helmet. Now he's booted from the faith and he's basically exiled from all of his people, which is essentially what I believe happened in, to this person in the, uh, the, you know, the housewife, um, right. she divorced or did something that was like, yep, you're no longer allowed to be a Mormon or with the Mormons. And I'm like, well, that is, um, that is, you know, that is something different. And he yeah. now is looking to go bathe in some dried up lake. Right. To get back in, which good luck on that. Uh, maybe. I, I mean, yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's okay. You've taken your helmet off. You're no longer one of us, which I guess I kind of figured was going to happen. Like, it's weird well, that, yeah. that she just randomly asks people, have you ever taken your helmet off? Has anyone ever taken it off from you? Like, it's weird that you're always asking that question, but I guess if it's real important to you, you would just spot check folks. Like, you know, and he's like, he's, I mean, he's honest. He's like, yeah. And I go, well, right, that's well, what out. I was wondering. And I guess I wanted my to thing, see if he lied, you know? Yeah. Well, and my thing was, okay, so you've been kicked out. You're, you're no longer one of them. Like, I kind of half expected them to be like, well, okay, you're not one of us. Um, All that armor is Mandalorian, and you're not yeah. Mandalorian anymore. So let's find you some sort of uh, sack to put on, because that's staying here. The Darksaber, oh yeah, that's our whole heritage right there. That's That de determines who's fighting us, so uh, that stays with us. And they're, but they're like, nope, you're not one of us, and he just walks off with all of his stuff. I was like, huh, okay, cool, <laughs> but unexpected. Yeah, that's I mean, not it big. is his stuff. Like, It'll be interesting. You know, I mean, I think I think it's all intended that he's going to go try to redeem himself. At oh, least yeah. that's what it seemed like yeah. with with even their notion of like, you know, go but go do this thing that you're supposed to do if you take off your helmet and you'll be back with us. Um, yeah. At this point in time, they don't have much to, you know, there's three of them, right, in their little you know area. I mean, like, how are they going to build back up? They're going to have to go find a bunch of younglings, you know. Yes. Uh, it, it's it's interesting, and we'll see. But you know, we we make our way back, and I did enjoy somewhat the um you know the the commercial flight you know it was oh, yeah. it proved how much weapons you know the weapons he has and uh, it was a bit ridiculous oh yeah the, the whole scene of it all but i i enjoyed it um and then we have what is it a Rodi rodian rodarian yeah Ro rodian yeah. rodian you always say you always say it correctly the first time and then correct yourself that's fine i'm wrong. just 
<laughs> you know, in, in, in some Consistent. universes, they they uh, they call it something else. You know, they they pronounce it different. Sure. Um, so yeah, that was that was fun little you know, and then obviously we get to the planet in which which I don't know that the lady's name. She's been in like four or five episodes now, but um, I know. Yeah, I, I'm blanking. Well, it's and it's because it's Amy Sedaris, whom yeah. I recognize as Amy Sedaris. So in my brain, I just refer to as Amy Sedaris. I know I know what her name is. I can't remember it off the top of my head because you've got me on the spot. And I it's appreciate right. everyone currently yelling at their screens in defense of Amy Sedaris's character. We're right there with you. My brain just does not cooperate this morning. By the way, I, I had a feeling that she was going to show up. Um, yeah. And uh, what do you know? So what, what fuzzy. Do you, what do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was well. You know, we've always had those questions. I even think we talked about it earlier. What like? Oh, what yeah. Does a Jawa look like? But yeah. now we know. Now we know. Apparently and, uh, fuzzy. We also, we have someone that speaks Jawa, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, so I guess I mean the Jawas understand English or whatever you would call oh, yeah. them in this world. But yet she chooses to speak their language, which is really funny. So I'm guessing they have additional words or or you can be more direct with them i guess if you speak their language oh yeah well not only that i do believe so i was talking with someone the other day and they must have had a foreign exchange student from maybe china and that there are you know all words don't translate so yeah i just think that that was interesting and and which you know that was the first time somebody actually spoke i don't know if it's jawa yeah yeah jawa whatever it is but that was fun and uh the whole uh naboo that was a nice little callback, right? Yeah. No, I, I did not expect to see a Naboo starfighter happening. And I'm kind of surprised he bought off on that, if I'm being honest. Like, it like it ends up see, it ends up looking like it's going to be a pretty awesome ship. And I love how they turn the droid socket into, let's face it, the spot where Grogu yeah. is coming out. I yeah, mean, y- yeah. You can see that from <laughs> a know. mile away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, my... My first thing is, is well, if he's if he's a bounty hunter and he's going to continue to be a bounty hunter, where is he going to put his quarry? Where that's is he going to put his thinking. old ship? Had like a whole carbon freezing rig and a big old storage bay where you put people. Like that's why he was looking for another Razor Crest. Like you show up with, you know, that that'd be like you, like you've got oh, the I, minivan yeah. so you can haul the kids around. You know what I mean? That last minivan got destroyed by the Empire. Uh, you show Damn. up to the car. You show <laughs> up to the car 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 dealership and they're like. You know what? I don't have the minivan you're looking for, but here's a here's a two seater Corvette. You're yeah. gonna look at her and go, yeah, that's 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 spiffy. You might even go so far as to call it wizard, but you're like, that doesn't actually do what I needed to do. Um, <laughs> oh, but I don't yeah. know. I mean, maybe if he maybe if he adopts a, I'm just gonna take everybody in cold <laughs> policy moving forward, and you know, make it so I can fit them in a briefcase. That'll go in the, the yeah. under under seat storage. Maybe that works out for him. I don't know. Well, I think maybe <laughs> this is this is the motivation, right? He sees this as a potential. She's talking about this and that and so forth, and it's fast and stuff. I'm thinking maybe he's has one thing in mind right now, and that's to go see Grogu, and then right. he's just gonna flip it because they just basically turned mm-hmm. something that was nothing, and he's just gonna I guess flip it true. for what he needs. And I almost assume that will happen. And for the standpoint of us you know, fans and so forth. It was nice to see like, all right, I was just kind of thinking to myself, all right, did, how would have this got onto Tatooine? Is it, is it one of the originals that was, you know, there, but I don't think they, they didn't fly those in. They flow, they had something else. Um, oh yeah. Cause a big carrier or a big, big one that they had to, 
you know, trade parts for or something, right? Yeah, yeah. The one that had the one that had uh, Obi Wan and Qui Gon and and Padme and stuff. That was the big silver jobber. Yeah, that was like the big the royal craft. Like all these little starfighters, those were just around Naboo. Yeah, like yeah, none that's... of the like when they escaped Naboo and had to had to take the pit stop in Tatooine. They didn't have an escort of those kind yeah. of players, so they, yeah. those came from some other direction. Yeah, so this is know. not this is not one that Darth Vader is, drove as a young child. Probably, probably not. Probably, yeah, not. but but we all kind of knew what it was, and it was oh, fun yeah. to see it beat up in the beaten. You know, because essentially the prequel seemed like the world wasn't as beat up. I mean, there oh, it was. No. It, everything was very new and pristine and pretty, especially in Naboo, for yeah. sure. Yeah, so when it was there, it looked like crap, and, it, and when it's done, it has. I like how they kept a little bit of the yellow, and I was like, yeah. "They're got. They're honestly is probably a show on like A and E or History Channel or whatever. That's just basically people, you know, pimping out cars, and they fix cars up, and they're like, yeah, 'Yeah, we're gonna do this and and stuff.' And I'm like, this is what this episode turned into for about five minutes, <laughs> you know, right, right. Uh, which was which was all good, and and uh, it, it was fun to see, you know, him fly it around and and throwbacks to. Um, What's the canyons called or uh, Beggars Canyon? Yeah, Beggars Canyon. Yeah. That was that was cool. And then I saw online there were some shot by shot, you know, comparisons, and they had it pretty much to a T, uh, which great to see. And then he hangs out and talks to some uh, X wings again, yeah. the same ones, which was fun. Those guys you know. must have a hell of a patrol route. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where were they before? Were they on Tatooine before? Is that um, where they were? Off the skirts well, up because I'm like I think when we first ran into him is when he was delivering the frog lady and they had to make mm-hmm. that side trek into that frozen world. Yeah, yeah. And now so all they're... of a sudden it's tattoo. I mean, I don't know in in the you know galactic geography of everything what you know the relative positions are. I just know that particular pilot, he gets around. Absolutely. Which is it's I... fine, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good for me, man. Um, so that was that was fun, and you know, and obviously the the closing. You know, it all comes together, and you know, yeah, we we now have him basically uh, going to help Boba Fett at some point in time, yeah. which which answers the questions that we had on the last episode was like who's gonna who's gonna come help, and it is obviously Mando. So, I mean, it was a good episode for me. It was definitely a Mandalorian episode. There, you yeah, know, there was almost yeah. no Boba Fett involved, yeah. but I think it was necessary, and it sets up pretty well to let us know maybe what the Mandalorian season three will do. Or be part of, you know. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I gotta imagine it's it's gonna be him trying to get to Mandalore to try and find this, you know, fountain of youth equivalent situation, and all of the side quests that need to happen for him to finally get sure. Well, and then <laughs> however know. Grogu comes about because that's obviously right. not going. And then I saw a wonderful meme, which um which was essentially <laughs> Boba Fett or you know Mando showing up to talk to Luke. With Grogu, and he says, "Yeah, I got to go help out Boba Fett," and it was just like bulging eyes and yeah. you know, saying, "Luke, like what?" <laughs> you know, I, I saw I saw that same thing and was actually about to mention it when you brought it up. We're on the same page there, Eric. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's an interesting interaction to think about. Yeah. And so yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. But you know, I was I, so I actually because this is what I do, I look at it. And I said, "Well, I wonder, I wonder what Luke really would feel like." And I'm thinking to myself, I don't think Luke hated Boba Fett as much. Boba Fett, it was just a hired gun to do a job, right? And right. really, Boba Fett didn't do much to hurt Luke. He just basically said, I'm going to, you know, he didn't kill Han. He went to, you know, Cloud City or whatever and oh, yeah. picked him up, showed up there, didn't do much, was on the barge, kind of just trying to patrol. 
I, right. I guess I guess he would have been trying to kill Luke there. I guess that's where it really would have came down. To oh yeah, he sh- he <laughs> shot the little he shot the little rope yeah. around him, and yeah, yeah. Like he was he was trying to fight. Like it's all right. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, they might have some heart feelings, but I think it could be like an exchange, like uh, croissant and and, and uh, Boba Fett, just kind of like you know, hey, you were just doing a job, you know, right? Be gone. So right. we'll see. I don't know if we're gonna see that happen. What what's gonna happen, or, or you know, but excited as always for next Wednesday. Oh yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. Cool. Well, thank you, Eric. Good chat about uh, the Mandalorian slash Book of Boba Fett. Uh, look forward to it again next week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Feel free to, to let us know if you have questions, concerns, or or want to chime in on anything man-babyish, and we will we'll try our best not to make fun of you. Until <laughs> next time, uh, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course... Reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the podcast. Boom, 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 boom. All right, let's get this picture here. Boom. <laughs>